1-877-8-SILVER is the number, as you should know and have written down by now. Guildhallwealth.com is the website, the Precious Metal Advisor, the Investor Kit, and of course, you have all your different ways of using uh, registered accounts to get physical, I repeat, physical metals into those accounts, whether it be RSPs, TFSAs, RIFs, LIFs, LIRAs, and the guys just showed me this, that uh, for every 25K U.S. invested in the said account, you'll get five grams of gold, which is large. Fellas, Darren, Jeremy, good morning, good afternoon. How are you? Excellent, John. How good are buddy. you? Excellent. Great to hear. We are definitely looking at a week in which both gold and silver firmed up price-wise in and around the 1720 range, while gold hovers in and around the 1250 to 1260 range. Both metals looking good coming into the week's end. It will, of course, depend on a lot of data that gets released over today and tomorrow. Of course, we'll get a lot of that information after we've taped the show, so if you see the price rising, then expect more dollar weakness as we saw during the week. The U.S. dollar did pull back, and of course, the result was a higher silver and gold price. Now, during this show, we're going to spend some time talking about a number of different topics, one of which is going to be the silver to gold ratio. And we have an article from Andrew Hoffman at silverseek.com who is talking about the ratio being as undervalued as at any time in history. In addition to that, we're going to talk about the commodity cycle. I think often, John, that a lot of people listening to the show tune in and only get a very small snapshot or idea of where silver and gold has been or where it's going, and quite often don't realize that we're in a very large cycle, which is a bull cycle, which started back in 2002. So I brought with me today an article from uh, Scutify uh, called The Commodity Cycle and what it means for precious metals prices. And third... We're going to talk about an article from Steve St. Angelo uh, called Something Changed in the Silver Market in May, and here are three reasons why. Now, that's just on precious metals. We have a lot to talk about. Jeremy in the diamond segment is going to talk about a very interesting piece of, um, well, I guess it's a sale item that we can talk about, a very highly sought-after piece of art, and we're going to extend that conversation to uh, touch base just a little bit on why we believe that there are a lot of the same fundamentals acting in the art market and diamond market just as there are in gold and silver. So we'll extend that conversation a bit, but let's get started with the idea of where we're heading. This week we saw a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot happening in the in the world right now. And the bottom line is if we look at the grand scheme of things, nothing's changed. I mean, that's where we're at. Uh, despite news coming out from the U.S. and, of course, the uh, the Trump bandwagon being followed around the world wherever it rises. And, of course, we would be remiss if we didn't say our condolences out to those affected by the uh, unfortunate incidences in Manchester, England this week. And, of course, as everybody knows that listens to this show, this has become par for the course. And this is the sad side, the sad side of what happens uh, in a world when things start to go awry. So we do want to pick up on those types of topics, and of course, we do want to say that uh, it's important to recognize in the grand scheme of things that there is certainly condolences to be left out to those types of situations, and we do feel for those families that are affected by that tragedy. At any rate, as we continue on here, the first thing that we want to talk about today is the gold to silver ratio. I brought an article from Andrew Hoffman, is somebody who I uh, like very much. I've talked to on a number of occasions, and I certainly do follow his work. He has an article called The Silver to Gold Ratio, as undervalued as at any time in history. It was posted on a number of sites. I pulled it from Silverseek, where I read a lot of material during the week. 
And aside from the first two paragraphs, because he was feeling under the weather, he starts in the third uh, paragraph basically saying that despite the Dow Jones propaganda average being supported via prototypical dead ringer algorithm, basically what means is that the stock market again was propped up week over week by uh, what we would consider to be somewhat nefarious types of spending that is often referred to as the plunge protection team, and there are other names for it, but in a kind of nutshell, that just means the government themselves in the U.S. were spending more dollars trying to protect their precious stock market, and he says that, and uh, all of the Hail Marys that were sent into the stock market, and of course we saw it in the Chinese market this week, uh, enable, enabling the Chinese market just on the heels of very bad news about their economy to close barely positive. All that still remains is what he calls fraudulent behavior, fraudulent activity, and he's calling this Trumpflation. And uh, of course, he says that it's dead. So the idea that Trump is going to take all of his words and all of his information and all the promises he made during his election translate those into a better economy are all but dead at this point in time. And he says there's no reason to think forward into the future because he understands that and he understands the concept of hands being tied. He's not going to be allowed to do it. And he goes on, Andrew Hoffman, in this article to say, that most tellingly currency markets are again in a state of crisis led by the tell of plunging emerging market and commodity currency nations such as Brazil, whose own political scandal caused its stock market to be halted down 10%. And uh, on the day of this, which was May 19th, this article, it did not reopen that day when it was halted. The real plunged by an equal amount of 10%, which uh, caused basically gold to rise that day. Uh, And you know what? That's just another hallmark sign of a country that started to panic and started to run into those alternative assets, started to protect themselves with gold. And this article is certainly something we'd like to send out to everybody. It's on our LinkedIn page. We put all those articles there. And of course, it's free to you. If you're a listener, we'd love to share it with you. But um, he's just writing and saying that uh, this gold to silver ratio is very important to recognize. Now, historically, if you are a listener to this show, you know that we have seen that historical ratio at 16 to 1, meaning it takes 16 ounces of gold for one ounce, 16 ounces of silver for one ounce of gold. And we saw that ratio stay well intact right up to the last historical high in 1980, January of 1980, when gold reached 850 while silver reached 52, 16 to 1. And of course, ever since that time, those ratios have been back and forth to as wide as about 90 to 1, meaning 90 ounces of silver to one ounce of gold. But in the historical context, what this article is pointing out, what Andrew is saying, is that essentially right now you find silver in a very good position, very undervalued, clearly defined by historical norms and pricing that we see when the cycle of commodities takes over. And of course, that means for you as a buyer, it's time to think about buying. one eight seven seven eight silver is the number, guildhallwealth.com. Reminder as we get into our... Uh a uh, discussion on using registered accounts for every $25,000 U.S. invested, you will get five grams of gold since we're uh, we're talking about gold. Jeremy. Yeah, so we're talking about uh, this revisionist theory of, uh, reversionist theory of, of gold-silver ratio coming back in line that eventually you'll need 16 ounces of silver to yep. buy one ounce of gold. Uh, Bill Murphy of GATA was on a, a being interviewed recently this past week, and they were talking about that someone came out and said, yeah, but 
the actual cost to produce silver compared to gold is is at uh, is at seventy to one, which is kind of interesting. But I I don't I don't personally see the logic in the argument. Yes, it costs uh, $70 or 70% less to, to mine silver, but I think it's more about a supply. Uh, this ratio is more about supply than its cost to actually mine because what we're seeing in the mining industry right now, and uh, I think, Darren, you've got an article discussing this uh, aspect, is part of the whole commodity cycle is that as the prices of silver and gold are not moving higher... But the cost to mine them continue to move higher, that mining production starts shutting down and it's not going to get more ramped up until the prices are significantly higher. So what happens is, is the more prolonged the prices are low, the higher they'll move up in a boomerang fashion to catch up to the production costs. And eventually production has to then catch up to the fact that that supply has been dwindled. What do I mean by that? That over the last four or five years, as investors continue to acquire precious metals in their portfolios, they're able to buy a lot more at these prices than they would if prices were normalized. Silver and gold are very much undervalued right now. That's a gift. Being able to buy something that's very undervalued in a market where everything seems to be overvalued is a gift. And you want to be early to that party and not late. There's, you can look at all of the parties that you've missed in the last 5-10 years. This is not one of them. This is your opportunity to buy something that's continued to be undervalued. But in the last month and a half, we saw gold and silver get attacked. Silver's already back up <clears throat> back up a dollar within the last month. Um, so, And we're not far off where we were a month and a half ago uh, to two months ago. So the resilience in this market is incredible. This is about the supply side. There's not a lot of silver out there, and it's being bought up in, in mass quantities at this point. One eight seven seven eight silver again, the number, and guildhallwealth.com. Make sure you take advantage, as uh, Darren mentioned before, the Precious Metal Advisor and all the details and using the e-store as well. And this article about the ratio, Andrew's key paragraph is what I want to talk about and touch on just before we end the first segment. He says, and I quote, Meanwhile, both political, no matter where you live, and geopolitical risk have measurably increased. And oh yeah, it was confirmed that both gold and silver passed peak production levels in 2015. Now, this is an important line, an important seven, uh, sentence. We also have something that we're working on that I was watching before we did the show today, a lecture by a gentleman in Europe who has made his life uh, by studying precious metals and speaking at universities around the world, colleges around the world, to mining uh, to mining companies from the largest of the world, Barrick and others, uh, to even small lecture groups. And um, I'm going to bring this information to you after I've thoroughly uh, gone through it. And basically, he confirms this, that the United States Geological Survey has indeed come out and said that both gold and silver have hit their peak uh, in terms of total production, and that happened both for both metals in 2015. And he says in gold, there is about 108,000 um, tons of metal that has been mined to date, historically speaking, all of which would fit in a 20-meter cube uh, that would fit basically on the court of Wimbledon, the main wow. stage, main, in the main court of Wimbledon. So you can get a kind of a visual. And the USGS, the United States Geological Survey, says basically there's about 60,000 tons left. So we basically hit our peak. 
Um, and that 60,000 tons would be uh, a portion of that would be at a very difficult level to find. So here we are right in the middle of a bull market. It's been going on since 2002. You've been looking for value to find in your portfolio. You've been thinking twice about putting that money back into the stock market, twice about putting it into other investments that you might have tried before. You're sitting here thinking about where the real estate market is going. Is that a good place to put money? You're not sure. It's very heated. It's very difficult to find a good value there. And you're thinking about whether or not you should put it into something else. Well, gold and silver is sitting here in front of you, staring at you, pleading with you to buy it at these super value levels. Whether you do or not is up to you, but if you're listening and you are a buyer with Guildhall Wealth Management, there are numerous ways you can get into the market right now. If you want to call us directly and you want to take some gold or silver home, you can do that anytime you like. If you want to shop online from the comfort of your own home, we have an e-store and you can look at the types of product we sell in bar and coin form and you can ask questions about the different types if you'd like to call us directly and when you're ready, you can order from the comfort of your own home. Pay online. We do have a PayPal service. We do take uh, all kinds of different types of payment form depending on the amount of product you're buying. And you can have that shipped. And anything over $350 ships free of charge. In addition to that, throughout this show, we're going to talk about registered accounts. John mentioned the ongoing promotion we have, which is five grams of gold for every 25000 US you've spent in a registered accounts, but you can put gold in your RRSP. You can put it in your spousal RRSP. You can put it in a Lira and you can use existing registered accounts. If you haven't opened a TFSA, you have $52,000 limit you can put into uh, a brand new TFSA. That's the maximum that you can put in there if you've never had one. You can set something up for your kids, an RESP, which is again registered and protected that could be used for them down the road to go to college, university. it's also an option. And of course, if you want to talk about all of these options combined, then we can do that as well. We also want to mention, if you are thinking about getting into this market and you're looking at it purely from a speculative standpoint, perhaps you're more along the lines of an accredited investor, you have a little bit more disposable to spend than the next person, talk to us about the option of margin account. This is a fantastic way to capitalize using other people's money as the basis for your investment. This is an easy option to get into. It's something that can be done very effectively with both gold and silver. And if you already have a TFSA, we can even do a power margin. And I employ you, call me and ask me what that's all about because the power margin is something I use and I think it's very effective. So when we come back, let's spend a little more time on uh, the article that we were just talking mm-hmm. about. We're going to touch base on the commodity cycle and what it means for precious metals and three things that have changed in the silver market in the month of May. one eight seven seven eight silver is that number that Darren spoke of a couple of times. Guildhallwealth.com. Again, precious metal advisor, the e-store in the top right corner. Again, free shipping over $350 spent. And using, uh, using your registered accounts, all the information can be found online as well. Short break, back with more of the Real Money Show Talk Radio, AM640. one 8778 silver is the number, guildhallwealth.com, the precious metal advisor, the e-store in the top right corner. And if you're using a registered account to get physical metals into that account, whether it be RSP, RESP, Lift, Rift, Lira, all those for every uh, $25,000 U.S. invested, you'll get five grams of gold from Guildhall. Jeremy, take it away. This is a promotion that we're bringing back, five grams of gold for an investment of over 25000 U.S., And uh, investors really like the idea that they get to put some physical gold in their pocket while investing in physical gold in their registered accounts. These registered accounts have worked out so well for so many Canadians because 
What's great about this is it allows Canadians to hold physical metal outside the banking system, but still within their registered account. That's unheard of. The fact that there could be a systemic financial collapse, and you know that you can still go to the depository and personally audit your product and hold your product in your hand. You know, we always say on the show, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. And when it comes to precious metal investing, the key to this market is taking the physical market, taking the physical product out of the market. You can't play paper games if there's no physical metal. And what we've seen in the last six weeks in this market is that paper inventories can be created out of nothing. But every time you push the price down, and Darren, you're going to go through that article in just a few minutes. Every time you push the price down, there is a, a gaggle of buyers ready to go ready to buy it on the dip, and because the price is low, they're able to buy that much more, uh, and their money goes that much further. So being able to hold this in a registered account is fantastic because, especially since gold in particular is such a long-term investment, you know, in Canadian dollars, gold is up 270% in the last 15 years. And if you look at the charts and you look at the year-to-year progress on gold, It's only had two down years in Canadian dollars in the last 15 years, which is incredible. That beats a lot of investments out there if you do the research. However, most people are looking at the price of gold and they go, oh, it's boring. What's what's to gold? It's it's a boring investment. Of course it's boring. That's the whole point. You put it in your portfolio, forget about it, and 15, 20 years later when you're ready to cash in your RSPs, it's done. you realize it's done exactly what you wanted it to do. It made over 15% a year, which is beats inflation, and even after cost of doing business, you're still going to be looking at, at 14% a year. So it does its job, and to be able to put it in a registered account where you get your serial numbers, you can go and visit your product, you have a great online resource. One of the things I do really like about Questrade is that they do this, uh, they have a a portion in the, the client's portal for tax slips. So rather than waiting for the bank to send you your tax slip every year, you can just log on and see exactly what uh, your contribution was and also all of your activities on the account so you'll know exactly what price you paid for your silver or gold and exactly how you're doing, whether you're up, down, um, etc. So we believe this is a great time to get involved and a great time to use your registered accounts to do this. You can use your RRSP, your spousal RSP, your LIF, your RIF, your locked-in RSP. Uh, Darren, you mentioned the um, RESP for kids, um, which is a great way to save for their uh, education. And we also are now offering the margin account in conjunction with Questrade. And what that is, is it's allowing clients to have physical metal. Again, they receive the serial numbers. It's product that is theirs. They can touch it. They can feel it. This is not paper. But you can use other people's money to finance against that that collateral and get more product in the market, which allows you in the in the longer term to acquire more metal. And that's what this is all about, getting as much product in your hands as you can. one eight seven seven eight silver starts with that phone call. Go to guildhallwealth.com. Darren. And as we're saying in the last segment, when Jeremy says that, when he says get as much metal in your hands as you can, I was touching base on the option of a margin account. And again, for those who can afford it, those who have disposable income, maybe more along the lines of an accredited investor, This is a great option because instead of putting in $1 of your money, you might be able to get away with putting up as little as about 40 cents of that dollar. Hold the other 60 cents back for a rainy day to cost average, maybe to use it in another market in the short term while you're looking at protecting your gold or silver. 
And of course, that option is available to all of our investors, but is more predominantly focused towards or geared towards those that do have a little more disposable income or are willing to speculate a little further because, of course, with any margin account, that has to be the case. But as I was saying in that last article from Andrew Hoffman about the gold-silver ratio, we touch base on how important it is to recognize value. And he's basically saying that it's it's the best value he's seen post-war um, in the post-war era. We have not seen this type of situation occur. In fact, what he says here in the article was that I haven't spoken about the gold-silver ratio recently, and particularly as in recent years, both gold and silver have been so blatantly historically undervalued. And then he goes on further to say, in other words, not only is silver supply-demand balance more bullish than at any time in the post-war era, certainly since the abandonment of the gold standard in 71, let alone given its exploding industrial use cases, which we've talked about at length here, but he says also... The monetary reasons to own silver have unquestionably never been more urgent. He says, Gary Christensen yesterday published this chart of the silver to gold ratio depicting how it is trading and at the low end of the trading range of the past 27 years is where we find ourselves right now, meaning you have an incredible opportunity as an investor and whether it takes one week, one month, one year or 10 years. If you're willing to go on that ride and to understand that this is a long-term investment, then I think the outcome could be very potentially explosive for you, your portfolio, and your wealth. And if you're sitting there listening to the show, odds are you're already second-guessing where your invested dollars are going. Call us. If you're sitting there thinking, maybe the stock market isn't for me, call us. If you're thinking that perhaps real estate is too risky at this point in time, it's time to call Guild Hall and find out about other options. One eight seven seven eight Silver is where you can start the phone number, guildhallwealth.com. More information on those registered accounts and a reminder as well if you are investing twenty five thousand or more US in that registered account, five grams of gold. Uh, will be yours, Jeremy. And, you know, those listeners that you're talking about, Darren, aren't the only ones that are concerned about the stock market and, and second second guessing whether or not that's a good place to be right now. Um, there's a the legendary vent, um, vulture investor, Asher Edelman. He was the model for Gordon Gekko um, in Wall Street uh, movie. Um, he was on Smart Money, CNBC, and I'm, I don't know if he's ever going to be invited back because what he was talking about during that segment was that he believes very strongly, and remember, this is a very smart cat, that uh, the plunge protection team is in, is in full effect on, on the stock market, um, otherwise known as the Working Group on Financial Markets. This is a group that was put in place uh, by the Reagan administration after the savings and loans crisis. And basically, um, you know, he has a, a tweet, um, but the quote from, from the interview was, I don't want to be in the market because I don't know when the plug is going to get pulled. He's basically saying that you watch certain stocks all of a sudden start to move late in the day for no reason whatsoever. He's saying the plunge protection team, the government's working group on financial markets is working to make sure that the stock market looks pretty that the pictures are painted to look ideal and try to get as many people involved in that as, as possible. But ultimately, if they can push it up, they can pull the plug. And that's what uh, uh, Edelman is, is saying to the markets right now. And he's not the only one pulling money out of the markets. We've read plenty of articles that all the Goldman Sachs guys are pulling their stocks out of the market at record numbers. And 
So no wonder the the stock market's going up through the through the government's working group on capital markets. So how do you protect against that? Well, you've got to hold an asset that is negatively correlated to a currency. Gold and silver are negatively correlated to the US dollar. They're negatively correlated to the Canadian dollar, which means any stocks that you own in Canadian dollars, if the Canadian dollar loses value or the US dollar loses value, that's your protection hedge because gold and silver are held outside the banking system. There's a finite amount of gold and silver and they're very much undervalued right now, which is just, it's such a fantastic opportunity that if you haven't looked into it, it's time to look into the reasons for owning physical precious metals like printing money. You know, Darren, you were talking about the gold-silver ratio, which in a microcosm of, of itself makes sense. But what if you start to look at the ratio between gold and the money that's been printed? You know, the debt in the U.S. in 1980 when gold hit $850 an ounce was $1 trillion. Today it's $20 trillion. So really the price of gold should be 20 times $850 an ounce, which puts gold up into the 20,000 mark, which isn't unrealistic given how much money they've printed. The the Dow gold ratio, when, when the bull market ends in gold and silver, usually that ratio, and it's happened three times in the past, is one to one, meaning an ounce of gold right now should be trading at over $20,000 an ounce. one eight seven seven eight silver is that number. Darren? What I think that Jeremy is trying to convey more importantly is that this time for a buyer to buy. This is time for you to step up as an investor and put something away that will protect your wealth, that will ensure your wealth, that will give you the opportunity to make certain you feel comfortable to sleep at night instead of wondering where everything else is. And 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 people are buying. You know, we had a client in our office yesterday and he felt like like he was the only one making the decision and Franca just opened all her drawers to show all the files of people that have invested in precious metals in registered accounts and we're just a small boutique firm selling a very good product but there are investors out there gobbling up precious metals at these lower prices and when you see pullbacks like we saw down to the $16 level or just over $16 you know, massive investors come out and start picking up the the product, which really puts a base under this market. So if someone's questioning how long is a piece of string, I'll, I'll buy this on the next dip. Well, look, you know, for all the talk that Goldman Sachs, remember Goldman Sachs, Darren was talking about gold going below $1,000 an ounce. How much did they, you know, quack, quack away trying to get gold to go under that? Never happened. We hit the lows in the market. People don't understand, and they need to understand by listening to this show right here, that gold has had four years of uptrend. We've gone up for four years in a row, including this year. Well, listen, when we come back, and I'll tell you right now, I just got a text on my phone as you're typing. The truth is, a client just said to me, they want to take a diamond. Just took a 1.11 fancy intense yellow diamond by text. That's how it happens. So very, very excited for them, very happy for them. And and I've got to tell you, Every single time, I I love having people buy diamonds. I love investors getting involved in diamonds. Every time I hear a client saying, I'm taking this one or I'm taking that one, I always have seller's remorse. It's well, all. It happens every single time. That seller's a client, remorse, nice. Seller's remorse because it's just, nice. well, it's just going to keep going up. And I mean, the client's super lucky. So I, it's always a... 
an interesting it's feeling. It's a bittersweet feeling. Well, it's neat to be here on the air. We're doing the show taping, and of course, you get a text saying, yeah, I want to take that diamond, and there's no better way to segue into the diamond you segment bet. than to talk about it and you know, congratulate people who have done that. So when we come back, we're going to get into that. We're going to talk about a very important painting that just sold in mm-hmm. Canada, and you might be surprised, a listener, to know what it sold for, so stay tuned for that. And of course, we're going to come back a little later, talk more about silver, the commodity cycle, and three things that changed in May in the silver market. one silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Just ahead, if you want to see the uh, collection of diamonds online, guildhalldiamonds.com as well. And a reminder, once again, if you're investing uh, using your registered accounts in precious metals, physical metals for every $25,000 U.S. or more invested, you will get five grams of gold courtesy of Guildhall. Real Money Show continues. Short break. Talk radio. AM 640. 1-877-8-SILVER. Online to guildhallwealth.com or guildhalldiamonds.com. Let's talk about it, Jeremy. We love this part of the show. Yeah, so we're, you know, obviously we're going to talk about natural fancy colored diamonds, but before we get to that, Mm -hmm. I think it's important to also look at another market very similar, which is the art market. And uh, I just saw this uh, in the newspaper this morning that um, that Heffel uh, auction house, um, and Heffel just has an article in Toronto Life this week about his his personal art collection, but... um, they sold a Jean-Paul Riopelle painting. Now, that's a Canadian painter. If you're not familiar with his work, he's a Quebec artist, um, kind of like Canada's answer to Jackson Pollock, definitely abstract right. expressionism. But they had a painting that had an estimate of $1.5 million, but the painting sold for over $7.4 million. Wow. It makes it the second most expensive Canadian painting behind a Lauren Harris painting. Why am I bringing this up? Because fine art and art at auction is showing something particular about the markets. Partly that there's a lot of liquidity out there. Partly that there's an understanding that by buying a piece of art like this for a generation or two proves to be an impeccable investment. You know, a a painting like this 20 years ago was probably comfortably under half a million. Okay, today the bar is now much, much higher. Now, we also saw this week um, uh, uh, Basquiat painting sell for over 110 million. Crazy, right? Which in the 80s would have been a couple hundred thousand. Why is that? Because people want to have their money in a hard asset, and the markets have shown, even though the art market is a lot more volatile than the diamond market, I mean, the diamond market has practically zero volatility. And in pink diamonds, Literally zero. Blue diamonds, literally zero. Um, so, and colored diamonds are a lot easier of a market to understand. You don't, I mean, how many people know of who John Paul uh, Riopel really right. is? I, I knew right away the name jumped out at me because I have an art history background and I can really appreciate his work. But when you see things like this happening, you know, we've talked about on the show where I, I heard the story once about Lauren Harris's, I think, great-granddaughter who sold off the last piece in, in the late 80s, and she made close to a million dollars or 850000 mm-hmm. off of it. And that, that set her up. And the idea of a colored diamond doing the same thing, where you hold it for you know, 15, 20 years um, at minimum, if you can pass it on, that's even better. Uh, you know, these diamonds that are going to auction and selling for $80 million, you know, people didn't hold them for a year. You know, they held them for a very long time, but they reaped the benefits. And the idea of holding a colored diamond... Even in a just-in-case scenario, you know, everyone has plans. 
They all invest in the stock market. They buy their real estate. They do this and that. But what if they don't don't work out? What if you were 60 years old when the dot-com bubble burst, right? What if you were in your 50s when 2008 happened and it took over 10 years to get back some semblance of gains? Not, And we're not talking about inflation taking away those gains, right? Um, and the capital gains you have to claim on what you were trying to make back, right? Yeah. You lost, you were trying to make it back, and every year you were paying on those gains, right? So it, it, you're always going on an uphill battle. But with natural fancy colored diamonds, that isn't the case. You buy it, you hold on to it. It's a hard asset. And, you know, we've seen vivid yellow diamonds that today they're selling for almost $50,000 Canadian or actually over $50,000 Canadian where, you know, 15 years ago you were buying them for, for $10,000. I mean, that's incredible to be able to, to get those type of gains. And what I love about natural fancy color diamonds is you don't need $7.5 million to get involved. You can get involved in a natural fancy color diamond for as little as $15,000 Canadian. Now, what we do at Guildhall is we go out we procure the highest quality investment grade natural fancy colored diamonds that we can find. And when we say that we can find, we are connected to some of the best cutters and polishers and producers and wholesalers of natural fancy colored diamonds. So we get great prices and we get first access to diamonds because the the producers know exactly what we're looking for. So things like vivid, internally flawless yellow diamonds or pink diamonds that are of the highest clarities, like VS quality or VVS quality. So, you know, we've actually have a couple pink diamonds right now that are great entry level. They're in the mid 20, 20 range, so you can get involved in them for twenty, a little over twenty five thousand dollars Canadian. And diamonds like these continue to move up, and we're just so happy to to see clients getting involved in them. Just like the art market, this is something you hold on to. You either pass it down to the next generation or you enjoy it, put it into jewelry and just let the let the market do its thing. And over a, a longer period of time, you're going to you're going to reap the benefits of the gains in valuations that we see in these diamonds. One eight seven seven eight silver. Same number. Guildhalldiamonds.com. If you want to see the collection before you actually go to the, uh, the shop, the store and see uh, see them for real. Darren. This is part and parcel of what we've discussed at length on the real money show and understanding this whole idea of wealth as it relates to colored diamonds or to gold and silver is all part of the larger picture of understanding how important it is to protect yourself and ensure your wealth and to that end owning a colored diamond is albeit not for everybody but when you look at it and you actually take the time to just read up on it just to connect with guild hall call jeremy or myself paul anybody at our firm and ask questions get to know this a little better you'll realize that this is something that'll allow you to sleep at night you can put it away and you don't have to think about it you don't have to open up the stock market page every day to find out where color diamond pricing is you just have to sit back and relax and enjoy the ride and nothing goes straight up in a straight line the same can be said about colored diamonds, but in my experience here in this particular market, having been with Guildhall since 2004, I have never come across something that's been as consistent in terms of return as a colored diamond. Will colored diamonds ultimately be as good as silver could be or, or gold could be? It depends on the color. If you owned a blue diamond uh, maybe 15, 20 years ago when they were seemingly coming out more frequently, and by frequently I mean, you know, maybe a couple more per year than are now. Right. 
there is uh, there is evidence to suggest that you got lucky. You were very astute. Maybe you just liked the color of the diamond, but there were a couple of mines that were producing blue diamonds as a side effect of what their white diamond production was giving them, and those mines closed. And all of the sudden, overnight, blue diamonds, which were priced very similarly to pink at the time, shot up through the moon. Suppliers touch base with their dealers. Dealers touch base with their public buyers. Uh, retail, everybody, all of a sudden, within a three-year period, is realizing that blue diamonds are three, four, five hundred percent higher than they were just two or three years ago. Now, it's not something that gets bled through the mainstream. You're not going to hear about this on CNBC or BNN when you turn on the news at night or your local news channel. It just happens. And then, of course, it floods through the system. And, of course, because it's a small percentage of people that actually know enough and are astute enough to consider owning a colored diamond that end up taking advantage of it. We're right on the doorstep of that happening in Pink Diamonds, the largest mine in the world. And Jeremy's saying he wants to say something here, so I want to stop you from saying something. (laughs) We'll come back to that point, but that's a very, very crucial piece of the puzzle that I want people to know about. Sure, absolutely. And, And again, the idea of a colored diamond, looking at the art market as an example, is there's other ways to invest than buying stocks or buying a GIC or investing in something that is currency based as opposed to asset based. And for an investor who, you know, they've got their home, they've got their investments in the stock market, maybe they own some gold and silver, but where do you put some money where you know it's going to be safe for the long term? Well, natural fancy colored diamonds have, at least for me and my experience, and if you do your research, uh, we believe that they're going to do the same for you. And I think one of the best places to start with learning about natural fancy colored diamonds is go to your local mall after you hear this show and go to the jewelry stores and see how many colored diamonds there are. Just see how many colored diamonds there are versus the white diamonds. Go to every single jewelry store and see if they have a pink diamond. See if they have a yellow diamond. And when you find that yellow diamond, find out what the quality of that yellow diamond is. It could be investment grade. Is it internally flawless? Is it VS? Is it VVS? You know, we were seeing that auction last week, John, about the earrings, the Apollo and Eritimus that sold for, what, $57 million or something. And uh, the other diamonds being sold in that auction were, um, you know, Van Cleef Arpel, Harry Winston. Now, those companies, if you're buying jewelry from them, from them, the quality of the diamonds are going to be immaculate. You know, you're, you buy a white diamond from them, it's a D internally flawless. But with natural fancy colored diamonds, the better the quality, the more rare, the more value it's going to bring long term. So again, this is something you have funds that you can put aside, you don't have to worry about. You put them into something solid where you let the long-term gains do its job. And uh, we're just very happy to be part of this business and able to continue to procure these diamonds. And one of the best things about what we do is because every single diamond we've ever helped a client get involved in is of the highest possible quality. When the diamonds become even harder to find, we know that we have a stable of investors that we can perhaps go to and say, look, you've held this diamond for 15 years. We know there's something in it for you. There's a little something in it for us, but we can offer the next investor some great value. What do you What do you say? So that does happen on occasion, but for us to get to that point, you've got to hold these diamonds for a long time. And I imagine the person who sold this Jean-Paul Riappel didn't hold it for two weeks. And well, you don't have to stash them away. You can wear them 
Enjoy you can. them. Show it off. Well, that's one of the tips that we would give to every buyer is that you need to consider putting this in a setting and yeah. perhaps even giving it as a gift uh, to be used on a regular basis. Of course, you can store it in a safety deposit box as a safe and secure way to keep it out of the prying eye of the public. But if you consider buying something and you have the uh, the diamond available, it is a smart idea to set that diamond. It is something we do, we can help you with. And of course, uh, on that end of things, we can make it a very uh, white glove uh, experience for you. It's very custom. It's your choice of look and feel. And uh, again, at the very front end of the segment, we mentioned that while we were taping, somebody had texted us and said, yeah, I want to take that 1.11 fancy intel- in uh, fancy intense yellow. And again, I want to say congratulations because we also sold uh, a very important diamond this week, which was a 1.13 uh, fancy vivid yellow pear-shaped diamond to a client. And congratulations on that particular stone as well. It's a very nice stone and they got an excellent price for that. So that's an upgrade a diamond for that particular client. That's their second diamond. And of course, if you're sitting at home and you're wondering whether or not this is for you, then it probably is because you wouldn't be tuned into our show unless you're thinking twice about where your money is. If you're uncertain about what your stocks are doing for you, if you're uncertain about what kind of planning you're getting from the people around you that you trust, then this is time. This is the perfect opportunity for you to call. If you don't know about real estate anymore, if you're not sure, maybe it's at the peak, maybe it's not, but you don't want to get into that rat race, then call Guildhall. There are alternatives out there. We've been talking about gold, silver, and natural fancy colored diamonds. And when we come back, we're going to touch base on the commodity cycle and, of course, three things that changed in May about the silver market. one silver is the number, guildhallwealth.com. If you're flipping back to uh, precious metals, you can uh, take, a, take a look at the e-store as well. You can uh, get free delivery for $350 purchase or more. There's also your registered accounts. And if you're using a registered account, you're investing $25,000 U.S. or more. Five grams of gold is what you'll get uh, right now from Guildhall. That's a current promotion. Quick break. Lots more Real Money Show Talk Radio, AM 640. One eight seven seven eight silver is the number, guildhallwealth.com, the precious metal advisor, the investor kit, registered accounts, RRSP, TFSA, RESP, Lift, Rift, Lira, all of those. If you're using those, it's an excellent idea to do so. And uh, right now, the promotion happening, if you're investing $25,000 US or more in those registered accounts, you get five, count them, five grams of gold courtesy of Guildhall. I want to remind you of the e-store as well, top right corner. You're investing from what they say, the comfort of your own home. For every $350 or more, you get free delivery uh, from Guildhall as well. So it's a, it's an excellent thing overall. Check out the website. Jeremy, what's going on? Well, we've we've had uh, a great forward step in the rights of gold and silver. Wow. Explained. So an article came out this week on um, the freethoughtproject.com, which is a fantastic site. It's, it is uh, U.S.-based. Um, but uh, they they deal with a lot of things, um, in particular government corruption, uh, police misconduct in the states, which is a very interesting, uh, very interesting site. But they're always on top of things, foreign affairs, and and very uh, equal. They give equal um, sides to things. Um, but they put an article out on here, which did make its way through the entire gold and silver community, which is that Arizona just signed a house bill into law uh, making precious metals currency for Arizona residents, meaning there's no capital gains on gold and silver if you're a, a resident in Arizona. Wow. 
um, which is fantastic. And if you and as you read this article, um, they talk about uh, inflation and how it relates to precious metals. And this was actually the most interesting aspect of this entire article. So again, um, you know, this is a, a strike against the Fed, who who issues the money in the United States. Um, not the U.S. Mint, which is how it was supposed to be in, in the Constitution, but now the Fed issues the money, uh, the Federal Reserve, and the Treasury pays interest on that, which is why you have taxes in the United States. Because what happens is is when you have a, uh, a central bank that's creating money and, and you owe interest on that money, there's never enough money in the system. So how do you get that money back? You have to tax it. And one of the most interesting aspects of this article is they were talking about the fact that, I'll just read this part, which is, to put it in layman terms, if you buy an ounce of gold today for $1,200 and tomorrow it takes $1,300 to buy the same ounce, you you did not make money because the value is based on the Federal Reserve notes. If you sell that coin for $100 or more, it is not profit, but rather a loss. What are, what are we talking about? Yeah. It's inflation. The Internal Revenue Service for many, many years has been taxing inflation as though it was a gain. Let's put it into a perspective. If you have a GIC, okay, you're getting three, per, let's say you got 3% a year on that. Congratulations. You're taxed on that 3% gain. That's nice. But if, if, Inflation is at three percent. The government didn't say, "Well, we'll let you, we'll give you three percent, because we printed enough money that inflation's at three percent." No, they tax you on that three percent. Understand? You're losing. You're losing. And this isn't even the classic argument of you're losing to inflation, right? We've talked about that a lot on this show. The idea that hey, if you have a GIC and it's at three percent, but inflation's at three percent, you you didn't make any money. No, what this article is pointing out and why it was so important for them to pass this bill is that the government taxes your inflation. So not only did they steal 3% of your purchasing power, but they taxed you on it too. Brutal. Brutal. This is why you want to own precious metals. You want to get your precious metals out of the system. And if you look at something like gold, where it's gone up over 270% in Canadian currency, this is something I'm being very uh, adamant about lately is Canadians need to understand that you're converting your Canadian dollars, which are devaluing just like any other currency around the globe and converting it into real money, something that's a real hard asset that preserves your purchasing power and preserves your wealth. If gold has had only two down years in the last 15 years, and we're on our fourth uptrend year in precious metals and gold, then you need to consider a way to protect against this inflation. And that's what gold does. Having to being able to put gold and silver in your RSP, your registered account, like your LIF or RIF. And we see a lot of clients who, you know, had a, a job where they got um, a pension plan and then they moved from one job to the other and they just left their their Lira account or their their pension account. And uh, we see a lot of clients moving over and moving those funds over to put them into gold and silver. And you know. With the hundreds and hundreds of accounts that we have, I can tell you that, you know, we've already seen investors making an immense gain in precious metals because they don't realize that silver was trading in the $15 range two years ago. Today, it's trading in the $17 range. Again, it's not sexy, but it's money. It's a a return. Gold uh, in Canadian dollars several years back, you could get it for under $1,600 
today you, you're paying over 1700 It's not sexy, but it's a game. And we haven't even started the big run. Mania is going to happen. Gold is being sucked up out of the system. We're going to talk about that article very quickly, and I'll just stop talking. But gold and silver is being sucked out of the system. Those that are holding it are not going to let it go until the price is much, much higher. One eight seven seven eight silver is the number to start, guildhallwealth.com. Darren. If you've been sitting here listening to the show and you're wondering, am I too late, am I too early, where am I at? It might be a good time to give some consideration to what we call the commodity cycle. I brought with me an article uh, from Minionville written by Scootify, and uh, that's his username. Again, some people write anonymously for various reasons, but uh, he quotes a person by the name of Stefan Gleason, who originally published an article on the commodity cycle on Money Metals Exchange. And he says the basic cycle for any commodity follows the same pattern. When prices are low, production falls. As new supplies diminish, the market tightens and prices move higher. The higher prices incentivize producers to invest in production capacity and increase output. Eventually, the market becomes oversupplied, prices fall, and the cycle starts all over again. Now, if you are new to the market or you are recently just begun thinking about buying some gold and silver, putting it into your portfolio, then you should understand that there is a lot more to the historical part of this story than might meet the eye. And if you were to take the time to connect with us, uh, learning about these commodity cycles is probably one of the most valuable things you can do. Where are we in that cycle? Are we early in the cycle? Are we through the middle of the cycle? We're at the end of the cycle. Where are we? Well, there's a lot that happens there and a lot that we want to share with you. And over the coming weeks, we'll talk more about the commodity cycle. But give us a call directly because that's the fastest way you can understand where exactly we sit and what our opinion is of where gold and silver are in the overall cycle. In addition to that article, we also talked about an article called Something Changed in the Silver Market in May, and here are three reasons why. This is by a fellow named Steve St. Angelo, and I found this on SilverSeek again. And he says that there are a couple of reasons why we're looking at the market differently now than we did just a month ago. One, he says the U.S. Silver Eagle sales have surged in May due to three reasons. That's the major point there that we want to make. Uh, You can't predict these things happening or make these claims that the market change unless there are these huge points of data or information that share uh, some or enlighten us on where the production is going, uh, where one of the fundamentals is changed. And you know as well as I do if you're a listener to the show, supply and demand means everything. So U.S. Silver Eagle sales surged 140. 40% so far in May versus April, and we still have another week remaining in the month, of course. That's one reason we're seeing a big significant change in the opinion of where we're heading. Um, And again, that's just one of those things that we have to watch on a month-to-month basis, and it's certainly probably the most important. What are people doing in terms of coins? Why this month, when the price is relatively in the same range as last month, would people be buying? Well, they're finding value. They're seeing something that changed, and that's a very important thing to pick up on. Now, he says in the article, that being said, I would like to remind those reading this article that might be new to the precious metals industry, please make sure you understand the difference between the types of product that are being sold. So when we talk about things that have changed, when you come to Guildhall, you're going to have the option to buy bullion in the form of coins and bars. Understanding the difference between the two is very important. We're going to talk more in the coming weeks about these types of articles and and other things that are changing right before our eyes that are so important to take note of. But if you want to get into the market, contact us now. 
if you're thinking that something has changed, you wouldn't be listening to this show if you didn't. If you're thinking about real estate, it's too risky for you, call Guildhall. You can buy it. You can take it home. You can put it into a registered account. You can store it in our depository. And of course, for those that have the appetite, talk to us about our margin account. It's an awesome option, something that's growing very fast at Guildhall. We love to tell you more about one eight seven seven eight silver is the number. Guildhall Wealth is the website, guildhallwealth.com, the e-store the top right corner. And I uh, want to remind you, if you're using a registered account like an RSP or RESP, RIF, LIF, Lira, all that, TFSA, for every $25,000 U.S. invested or more, you will receive uh, five grams of gold courtesy of Guildhall. Till next time, this has been The Real Money Show, Talk Radio, AM 640.